Philadelphia. The Eagles are 7-0, and it was a breeze today. This is amazing. Hello, everybody. It is Bell and the Birdmen. We are live from the gatehouse. It is time to drink our celebratory liquid deaths as what an incredible, easy, smooth-ish ride uh, with some bad news with Jordan Davis we'll get into. Vince Quinn, newly 33. Taylor Grinnett is here, too. What is happening, sirs? How are you? Ooh, very splashy. Oh, baby. Ooh, 7-0 feels good. Are you kidding me? Kenny Pickett, get the fuck out of here, man. Bye. That guy sucks. <laughs> that guy sucks. That team sucks. We didn't talk about them all week leading up to this game because they weren't worth talking about. They weren't. God damn, they blow. Call your season and start over. We are ready for the Super Bowl. And for all so the signs that it. we were looking for, I think we got a lot of great things to talk about today. Oh, my goodness. Yes, as, uh this has happened for the first time. Market week eight, the backup quarterback comes in. Gardner Minshew is hanging out right now as the last two minutes of the game are still going by. If there is an update uh, with Jordan Davis by the time this uh, postgame show is over, we will obviously talk about that. And I'll save that for the second half of the show because man, oh, man, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown are one of the best combinations in the NFL. And if you didn't think that coming in when that trade happened, now you know. And, man, I'm going to leave Vince Quinn aside for this, but don't think I'm not fucking done coming after every single person who doubted Jalen Hurts, what they build on this team, as I see Boston Scott with another slide and a first down, smartly to try and end this game out, 35-13. to 13, And, dude, Jalen is that guy. All three of those touchdowns were go-routes according to NFL research. You can call them whatever they want. They were dimes in the bucket every single time. Double coverage, no coverage, wide open, bang, bang. Give it to me more. And if Devontae didn't drop that ball early on, the offense would have looked stellar today. But this is exactly what we wanted the Philadelphia Eagles to give us in this one. Stomp on their necks. Make sure you can eliminate the weakest opponent probably you'll face again in the next couple of weeks here. And they did, as I see Garner Minshew in victory formation, Vince Quinn. I am fired fucking up. Well, yeah, and they're playing a team that's just as bad in Houston in a couple of days here. So Ooh, Talking about the Astros? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh the Texans. My yeah, bad. the Sorry. Texans suck. <laughs> they suck, too. So we'll talk a lot about how they suck later. Uh, actually, we won't. It's not worth it. We'll talk about other fun no, stuff. No, I won't. We won't. But... Shout out Brandon Cooks. Hope you get out of there. That's it. That's my take. Here's what I wanted to see. I mean, the most important thing for me with this game was you had the bye. What were the adjustments? How do you change this thing? How do you get to be an elite offense? They've been missing something, right? We haven't seen this since week one. This was, uh -uh. This was Detroit Lions' A.J. Brown. This was absolutely dominating. Big plays over the top. And, and the tracking. I mean, for, for Jalen to get the ball oh. into those spots and A.J. to so easily track a ball in that kind of placement, double coverage, didn't matter, like you said. That is dominant. Those are the things that elite offenses can do when you're talking about competing with the Bills mm -hmm. and the Chiefs. You're going to be able to have to have big, explosive plays and the threat, which opens up all that other stuff. And look what it did in the second half. A.J. Brown, three touchdowns already. You get into the second half, they finally hand off the ball. It's their fourth handoff of the whole game. It's the first one that half. He goes for like 15 yards. I mean, Miles Sanders might have averaged 15 yards a carry in the second half. It was that ridiculous. But when over the top, you can't stop it. Then, like, what are teams going to do? And that's what they brought to the table today. That's a massively encouraging sign for the rest of the season. You so, need more of that. No, absolutely you do. And so funny because we said, well, leading into the season, what is who is A.J. Brown? What is going to be the benefactor of that the most? Who on the offense is going to see all that stuff? And you know what the answer is? Fucking everyone. 
Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Defonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, who got out on a leak tight end to, or a tight end leak today because you're killing them over the top. You're killing them. And there were some times where I didn't understand why the Steelers kept switching from like double to single high every single time. And same thing, same result, almost like touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Everything was pretty much working when they wanted it to, and that's what you wanted to see against a pretty good defense, like a pretty good defense. A pretty, a, a pretty good defense, but still outclassed. Pretty good I mean, secondary, I should say. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they got completely outclassed still, and that's what's great about it. So you dominate the game like that. They scored points throughout the game, which yeah. is good. And we saw Minshew with 10 Cheers, minutes guys. left in the fourth. <laughs> so Gardner Minshew being in for 10 minutes left of the fourth, that's what a great team should do against yep. a shitty team. That's exactly what they did, and you need to do it again against Houston. Like, that's... That's the expectation. When you talk about 17-0, running the whole table, all that kind of stuff, this is what you do against terrible teams. It was a great step today. Yeah, a humongous step. And, you know, I mean, I know we still got to talk about Jordan Davis, but, like, while those guys were on the field, that was unreal. To see Hargrave, Cox, and Jordan Davis, in that, especially that first series, which uh, Hollis Thomas was with us for the entire first half, and, like, Here's what I don't understand, because I'll get right into the nitpicking if, if we want to, because this is a Super Bowl team, and I want this team to go 17-0. I don't know why Jonathan Gannon goes from the stunts to, like, not that after it was killing him in that first quarter there, and the first drive, it was working. So I, I think between the combination of all that, I'm really excited the talent that they have, but, like, I'm still very deeply concerned about, like, Jonathan Gannon's kind of lackadaisical, we just put so much pressure on him now we're not going to do that type of mentality i don't understand why yeah i don't i don't know what his philosophy is you know they only scored 13 points there's a ton of sacks and turnovers so like i'm not complaining but still yeah it's like if he wants to do everything and be able to do everything that's great but do what works like you you wouldn't be able to do everything so that in the moment you could do what works to beat your opponent which is why when you look at the Eagles and, and the offensive side of the ball, it's like, okay, you can run the ball. You can do that really efficiently. You can execute the screens. Now you've got slants and things in the middle of the field. You get the comebacks with AJ. Now you're hitting over the top, middle of the field with Dallas Goddard deep. Yeah. Like, you, you can attack people on every level of the field, every dimension of the field. You can't defend all of that. You just can't. And for Gannon, you got to figure out those things that they can't stop you on and just lean into that and yeah. just just mash the button, basically. That's all he's got to do. All this depth, all these guys coming in and out. I mean, Robert Quinn, like, didn't see didn't see a whole lot of him. Wasn't a major impact in this game, but in certain flashes, you go, holy shit. You know, it's like, <laughs> wow, it, that's cool to see that. that. That's a new number doing that stuff. So unleash him. You know, like, the, those are the things that he needs to work on. I feel like he thinks too much. Yeah, uh, I do, too, and... Speaking of Robert Quinn, only probably, like you said, 12 snaps, maybe 13, something like that. But um, he so badly wants to be out there. Uh, and he so badly wants that bend uh, right up until, uh, you know, crushing the uh, quarterback shoulder. And I'm excited for the next few weeks of, of whatever's coming with Robert Quinn because they just let him just tee off, tee up. Uh, and say, like, hey, man, just go do your thing. And, you know, <laughs> got too excited there, went off sides. Like, I I think he's more towards the elite side still in limited limited time. Like, you're not going to see him out there for 30, 40 snaps ever. But uh, him and BG were about split, and 
that's wonderful. It's wonderful to see in here. Yeah, part of it is when you get older, it's just limiting the reps, you know? So keeping those guys fresh, and when you've got this other talent all across the place, you're facing less double teams. Mm -hmm. It's just creating better situations for them to use the experience more than the physical ability. You know what I mean? So, like, Robert Quinn's going to be able to do that, and it's it's weird that the, for now they've already made the commitment that he will be a free agent after this year, so we'll see what the Eagles' plans are with yeah. DN, but... If it works out, I don't think there's any reason to not go, hey, man, I know we talked about you leaving, but, like, this kind of works, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 every romantic comedy where it's like, let's pretend we're dating. Yeah. Oh, we're in love. Like, if it works, just let him stay. I just I don't see the reason to kick him out of bed. It's like, hey, you can be a free agent, but, like, I have a ring for you. Ready. Uh, Super Bowl and, like, marriage. So, like, let's just do this thing let's, over again. Yeah, come on back, dude. Chris Long 2.0. What's that say? <laughs> like, it's been mentioned, but it's the same thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Veteran guys, Michael Bennett back in the day. Like, veteran guys sticking around if you can move them in multiple spots. And that's one of those things Gannon doesn't do. Uh, I saw a stat that they've, like, literally never done the race car package where you're getting guys like Brandon Graham at D-Tackle, and it would be a guy like Robert Quinn at D-Tackle. And, and just running yep. four guys like that and seeing what the other team does. They just don't. So, yeah, I, I think crazy. Gannon, yeah. Gannon could do still plenty more with the personnel. We're going to yell at Vic. Vic, Vic, yell at him hey, more. Vic. So, well, and if you, and I, I got to address that, too, because Hollis Thomas said some pretty interesting things and kind of confirmed at least a little bit of where we thought kind of coaching staffs were, right? So, for the record, on our live stream, Hollis Thomas believes that, like, Vic Fangio is heavily involved. In fact, like, tinkering and saying, maybe you should do this. So... What's hilarious to me about all of this, all offseason, you had talked about the defense kind of switching up. You had even mentioned that Vic Fangio would probably be available, and he was. And now he's here. And listen, let's just call it like it is. Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator already right now. Jonathan Gannon is just like the shell guy to call it on game day, right? He is probably setting them up. Those look like Vic Fangio things, the stunts, the when they're aggressive, that doesn't remind me of Jonathan Gannon. And if you're going to ask, what does Jonathan Gannon do, John? I'm like, exactly. I don't know, but I know what Vic Fangio looks like, and that looked like Vic Fangio today. Well, Vic's setting the table for a lot of this stuff, but then he's not calling it. No, oh, he's not calling it. Hey! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Philly sports guy! What's up, everybody? Uh, did you get in? Of course. Yahoo! I was, I was little... four rows from the field. My man. You know, Absolutely. I just said, you know, sometimes I get to work some magic. You know, people, people know me. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. You're easy uh, to yeah. identify. <laughs> I don't look at a guy like you and go, you know, oh, is that I'm Kevin? I'm like, sneaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sneaking around everywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, I, but listen, guys, I'd love to stay and talk. It was a great game. They just dominated all the way around. They did. And uh, it kind of reminded me, like, I was there the last time we played Pittsburgh out in Pittsburgh. It was the COVID game. Had a sectioned all to myself, literally, <laughs> and watched Claypool score four touchdowns. Oh, yeah. A.J. Brown tried to reenact that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it, oh, was, yeah. it was a great game by him. And now... We go represent the union and take care of business there. Let's go. Is that where you're headed to, Billy? Let's go, Phillies. And then, of course, let's go, union. Dude. Thanks, Philly sports guy. There Jamie. he is. Jamie uh, kicking ass and taking names as usual. And, uh, yeah, like you said, and uh, the appropriate, once again, shout out to uh, saying, uh, fuck NYCFC as well. We can go union. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, man, like, I, I just feel like Vic has his handprints all over this thing. And... Maybe that's a storyline down the road, or maybe it's not. But, like, I liked what where this is gelling, where the linebackers and defensive line have all these little different, you know, like it, it looked like a game uh, where 
you were able to see Hassan Reddick and all these guys. Hargrave uh, clearly was not uh, uh, still thinking about his time in Pittsburgh and, and all that stuff. So I, I, uh, I'm really impressed by um, what Vic has done, honestly, to get this aggressiveness out finally. Well, they're, I mean, they've fully embraced a new scheme. You know, before they were kind of like a little half of this, half of that. They've really leaned into the idea of being more of a 3-4 of kind of unit. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big leap in itself. And really, I think it's weird because we always focus so much on the defensive line, and I totally understand that. The way this city's been, the amount of talent that's there, the depth on it, all those things are really exciting. But, like, what makes this a superstar unit is the secondary. It really is. It's it's all about them. I mean, that's like, what is the driving thing for this team right now? They have a lot of sacks, sure, but their turnover ratio is through the roof. Yes. And that's Bradbury, that's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, that's Slay, that's Maddox. Those guys are so good in coverage, tipping balls, catching them off the tip. They just create chaos. And to have a secondary that's so overwhelmingly dominant, like, this is a real, like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not going to say Legion of Boom, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's that caliber kind of group of guys right now. It's crazy how well they're playing. In another year, I think they would have the, if if this sustains itself, because I know that's hard to do from year to year too, but I don't think you're wrong. You know, it kind of starts to be like, man, you know, it shows you how really wrong I was. <laughs> how strong this defense is going to become, man. This is, it's incredible. And to stick with Bradbury too, I thought that was the funniest part of the game, whether it was George Pickens or... Um, who's the other kid? Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, like, just so mad at Bradbury the entire time. Like, couldn't couldn't get out of, you know, anybody's way. Uh, handsy, not handsy. Everyone's upset. George Pickens was so upset that they freaking shoved him out of the way for offensive pass interference. Like, not only is the secondary Legion of Boomish, or, you know, however you want to phrase that, uh, it's annoying. It's so annoying. Like, Slay's going to tell you how good he is. Bradbury's going to do the same thing. I hated him when he was a giant. Hated him for that exact reason. Because he's handsy. Because he gets away with shit all the time. And he had a one of the most beautiful, like, European soccer flops of all time <laughs> to not get the call, uh, too. And got away with some stuff. And that's why I love this crew. They're chippy. It's annoying. They're on your ass, and you can't really do anything about it. So, um, I, I, I don't know if there was any other bigger takeaways outside of, like, it just feels great to see Gardner Minshew with eight minutes in the game to come out and just say, here you go, Boston Scott. Let's just chill out. Like, God, I didn't think it was going to be like this for all of it. You said 15-2, and two, whatever. I didn't think there was – I thought there was going to be a couple bumps in the road, but good Lord – I feel like having a tropical cocktail and say, wake me up a week 14. Well, yeah, you thought Jordan Mailata caught a pass during the game. I did. So I think you had a couple <laughs> tropical cocktails. But but outside of that. It looked like 68 was splitting out. I'm just saying. That was really funny. For what it's said, John's like, wow, Jordan Mailata just split out to the left. He's wide left. He's in motion. He's, He's going running across route. the field. He caught a pass. Oh, it was Dallas Goddard. He was uh, 88. <laughs> Just shows you how manly Dallas Goddard looks. That's right. <laughs> it, it was good. It was a real compliment could to Dallas be a Goddard. Tackle. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, it was uh, for for all the stuff that happened today. I mean, the biggest thing is they played a pretty full game against a terrible team. First drive for Pittsburgh, three and out. They had to fight for everything, five yep. yards at a time. They had occasional big plays with uh, George Pickens, but it wasn't enough. Yep. And they just crushed them. So that's what they're supposed to do. They should do that a lot. Like we need to see this more. I want to start. Seeing Gardner Minshew in the fourth quarter Absolutely. all the time. Like, that's where they need to be because the schedule sucks. Well, you ready for my hot take? Sure. Start Gardner Minshew on Thursday night against the Texans. And just chill. Just chill, baby. That, they will not do that. No, this is the, there's again, no way. In the 2QB system, this is a perfect time to throw Gardner Minshew. 
because you don't risk Jalen Hurts. You're going to beat the Texans anyway, but I'll take eight minutes in the fourth quarter with them two while we're all hooting and hollering down yeah, there. I'd rather that. I think it's going to trend that way. I mean, you have a real opportunity to just demolish Houston, too. So I think that's going to happen. Uh, if anything, I would just want to see Gardner Minshew run actual plays. That's what I'm saying. Like, let him throw some stuff if you're putting him in for the fourth quarter just to warm him up and do it in a game situation yeah. rather than just tip. Here you go. Here you go. All right, yeah. uh, here I still got plenty of this. Here you go, John. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. So, uh, I, I would like to get him snaps like that. But otherwise, it's a really great game. I, yeah, they they did everything they needed to do. A little rusty at the very start. Jalen was throwing some stuff that looked like it was five miles per hour. Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, but everything rounded out. They looked amazing and they crushed. Oh, and Kelsey wore the Batman mask. Yes. So we had questions about that. We did. It is fully back. It has not gone away. We're seeing that all year. We were both worried that the Batman thing would go away because the Phillies World Series. Oh, hi, Don Bell. I haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> um, I do have one question regarding that, too, because that's something we got into in the live stream. Uh, so I, I, I want you to think of this. Is, there a, is the talent of the offense so good that there isn't a coaching problem? Or is there not a coaching problem and, like, the offense still needs to gel together? That's what I want you to think about after I tell you about our wonderful friends over at Liquid Death. And just go to liquiddeath.com slash bell to see where all these beautiful 16.9 ounce cans are sold right now. Uh, I have a 7-Eleven in New Britain that's just down from me that I know always has the uh, the severed lime. So that's where I stop. But, you know, uh, they've been a part of uh, this program. And you know that for uh, if you've been listening to us at all uh, for a good reason. Events like this, plastic uh, bottles handed out to hundreds of people during an event would be absurd so that's why we always keep these around uh and wherever you're going it is just one of the best tasting mountain waters ever two on top of that and it's ice cold out of your fridge uh you know bring your uh, water bottles with you but if you forget them liquiddeath.com slash bell and go pick yourself up a case or a can today yeah for and sure. if you come down to the tailgate yes here at the gatehouse at the navy yard you know what i got in my hand Bell and the Birdman soda. We Unbelievable. Have a, we have a soda now. Like, I can't believe that our logo is on a soda. It You're is watching absolutely. On it is right there. It's so good. I've had three of these today. We gave one to Tank. He loved it. Everybody we've talked to, I've been like, listen, I need you to be honest with me about this. Yes. Like, our label is on it. We are selling it. I need you to be honest. And they're like, no, this is fucking amazing. So, uh, thank you to everybody. Reading Soda Works. Just amazing. Putting and, this together with us. Yeah. And these will be... Um, Purchasable, sellable. We don't know if we could, we're going to be able to ship them yet, but uh, regardless, uh, they will be in some stores, and we will tell you where to go get them in every bottle, which is more important to us than anything. Uh, every uh, bottle sold, $1 will go to the Eagles Autism Foundation. So that's uh, a part of the reason why we made the soda. We're so happy to do that. I, however, Vince Quinn, am still not happy, and even our good friend Jordan Weaver called me out in the middle of, of the broadcast saying, John, this team is going to be 7-0 and you're bitching about the offensive coaching staff? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, I am because I think that's the problem here. From them being great to elite, that is going to stop them. Still, that's why I'm worried about all this stuff and mainly because of what you said. It looked a little funky early. You know, like some of the concepts when you're trying to get this offense going have not pleased me in one bit. And by the way, there was a clear shot today of Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni Going at it. And I know everybody says the same thing. John, that's this just in game. Great. What happened in Arizona when you were dead tired and you, you know, like, were fighting then. And then Hollis Thomas. I'm not saying that, you know, his word is everything, but 
he even agreed with me that Nick Sirianni calling the plays would probably be a better idea for this offense than Shane Steichen right now. That concerns me because I know his history, and it wasn't good with the Chargers, and it's just been okay here, to be honest. It's just been okay. How do you have guys that score four touchdowns at a clip, like, no problem, and not have, like, a fluid, great offense by now? Something with hot routes in it. Anything. So I, I honestly think it's the talent that's outshining the coaching staff right now. I think that's the case, too. Uh, the, the talent is so absurdly good. And, and like, A.J., I mean, again, they, he just dominated today. Unreal today. Just like the, no, no one was worthy of him being covered. No, he, he <laughs> couldn't be stopped. He was just an elite talent. Jalen put it in the right spots. He won it pretty much every single time. There's just sometimes it's, it's like an act of God. You just, yep. can't, you just can't do anything to stop it. A.J. Brown is that. And, yeah, it, it does make Steichen look good, which it could be the same situation where, all right, does this team win so many games that people look at Steichen and go, wow, maybe this guy, he's a – smells like a head coach to me. And they go – and they go and, and – There you go, Texans. Yeah. So then, there. like, Steichen and Gannon both get head coaching jobs. We bring in Fangio, and this is the tough cycle then. It's like, are you replacing offensive coordinators all the time? Who comes in to do that? What's, what's the philosophy change? Whatever. That's a, that's a rabbit hole conversation. But uh, thinking about what it is right now, I mean, yeah, are they overly dynamic as a coaching staff? No. I think they're capable, but we're talking about the Super Bowl. I mean, you, you need these guys to be great. Yeah, and I'm going to be nitpicky as hell about that shit from there on out because that's what we're talking about and be like, John, if you're just looking for some, this isn't something. This has been happening for seven weeks, you know? Like, and to to your point, A.J. Brown's physical presence is just absurd. Like, everyone calls for an offensive pass interference the moment he catches a football almost, and Mike Tomlin was saying the same thing today too. Guys bounced off of him when they tried to tackle and – Love the 15-yard penalty, too, by the way. Tack it on. Absolutely. When both guys bounce off of you and you catch a touchdown in the end zone and you want to point at both of them and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, that should be allowed, by the way. That's ridiculous. After three Throw touchdowns, up. it should be legal. <laughs> yes. You broke records today. And I don't know. I just think that was mainly Jalen, the offensive line, and the rest of the wide receivers. And I never saw that Devontae Smith drop. It never happened. It never happened. <laughs> no, it didn't. But, um... I don't know. What do you guys think? 215-509-5833. Is that being nitpicky or is that a problem? I think it's a problem. I think we're at problem phase. I never see Shane around Jalen, and maybe that's just not typical, uh, but, like, most offensive corners have something to say to the quarterback, don't they? Yeah, they they usually have some pretty regular communication. It's probably, like, Nick and Brian, and then, like, Shane's there to be the guy. I don't know how the relationship works, but I'm assuming that's how it goes. Um not going to be a detriment. I just think it's I think it's tough to win a Super Bowl without well, it. That's well, all. the tough thing is, I mean, look, we're at we're at the trade deadline here. So what happens? You go and add talent. You can do that. You have the opportunity. There's going to be free agents, guys like OBJ, and you can sign them. <laughs> but you don't really add coaching through the season. This is who you no. are. Right. So you either got to get better, change what you do, or this is what it is. You need another guy. If you want to win the Super Bowl, you need another guy somewhere on the uh, you know, one of the sides of the ball that somebody I'm not thinking, we're probably not thinking about right now. Roquan Smith, what? Um, I mean, they lost another game, so we might as well just give him a call before the trade deadline, too. Does any big move happen? Yes or no? I say no. It's not going to be medium. Big, they're going to get yeah, medium. I'd say they get a medium move. There's going to be some other guy here. Like, I, I'm not going to say, you know, it's that J.H.I. Golden Tate range. Oh, don't say Golden Tate. I'm saying, that, like, <laughs> the player was good. He was terrible once he got Showtime here. Tate. I think there Showtime were a lot of problems Tate. for that. But he was, in terms of the talent and his track record, he was a good piece to get. So Also like to talk to the media, I heard. 
I don't know if it's true or not. Mm. But, you know. Oh boy. <laughs> Part part of part of the messenger program. Let's just say uh, it was uh, the yeah fuck Carson Wentz <laughs> wide receiver messenger program. Um, uh, so it should be. Um, we will be live uh, uh, hopefully at like three three thirty. We haven't decided yet for the trade deadline. Uh, but uh, I am uh, I'm looking forward to the takes. I'm looking forward to um, hopefully more nitpicking coming from my mouth and uh, mainly Vince Quinn turning thirty three. Buddy, how do you feel? Yay. Eagles are 7-0. You're one year older. Anything else before we get out uh, of here? I'm full of soda and barbecue. I'm covered in confetti. We've got hats and sodas. It's fucking awesome, man. What a life. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful for both of you. I'm glad that we can do this together, build Me all too, this buddy. shit, the show, the studio, everything. So uh, just a moment to reflect on that. It's pretty cool. Taylor Credatis, any uh, reflection on today? Uh, I can't believe we're in Houston on Wednesday. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, we got to pack. What is going on? Jesus, everything's moving so fast. Uh, two wins in uh, in a week, possibly uh, a World Series win on top of that for uh, all the Philadelphia Phillies fans. I'm rooting for you. I really am because I hate Go the Union. Astros. Go Union tonight. Um, Chip Kelly, come to Iowa. <laughs> Why not? While we're at it. You know? <laughs> Please don't. Fucking A. No. Um, 215-509-5833. If you want to text us, join the Discord. If you have any other takes that you agree with, disagree with what we said during the post game, we believe everybody has a voice here, and it's a lot of fun with all you bird brains. I can't believe we're at the gatehouse. It's a gorgeous 65-degree day in October. Clocks are moving back, which is my favorite time of the year. And uh, bellandthebirdman.com. If you missed any of that, want to buy a hat, interested in buying the soda. Or that's the worst take, though. Just uh, it, it, no. It's, it's that, it, oh. that, my friends. <laughs> Loving the clock. That, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bellandthebirdman.com is where you can find us. I'm John Barchard. That's Vince Quinn, Taylor Cardatis, Jamie from Cap Barbecue. Uh, other Jamie Philly sports guy, thank you for hanging out. Hollis Thomas and Vince Rizzuto over at phillysportstrips.com. Till then, we'll see you later, guys. Okay, bye.